Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. What's love got to do with it? If you've been alive at any moment, for any amount of years, you know that song. What love got to do? I think that was rolling down the river, wrong song, sorry. What does love have to do with it? This is, the, this is the third installment of the series, Advancing the Kingdom. Pastor talked about a couple weeks ago making room. I talked about last week being all in. This week, we're talking about what does love have to do with it? Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. And... Um, Verse 38, and I gave them the right scripture, the wrong version, as I tend to do. So, sorry, guys. It's not their fault. I'm reading out, I always say the ESV, but I'm reading out the Passion Translation. I apologize, but you can still put the ESV up. Or um, I just want to read this to you. It says, this is the great and supreme commandment. Here it is. Verse 39, and the second is like in its importance. You must love your friend in the same way you love yourself. Some translations say, love thy neighbor as you love yourself. The first one was, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, spirit, strength. He said, now this second one is a strong second. It's coming in strong second, and it could have contended for number one, but you got to love him first in order to love your neighbor. You have to be able to love him unconditionally. I use that word, unconditionally, because your neighbor would would not always be easy to love. I'm not talking about your next door neighbor, but I may be. I might not be talking about the one behind your house, but I may be. I may be not talking about your coworker. Whoever your neighbor is, watch this, that potentially is far from God, you have to love them. If we're talking about advancing the kingdom, how can we advance without first being loved unconditionally by God and then giving that same love that we received away? You have to be able to do that. But sometimes... Trauma causes us not to be able to love people unconditionally. Anybody ever gone through trauma before? Raise your hand. If your hand is not up, then you're probably just about two days old. Raise your hand. If you ever gone through trauma online, just type in, I've been through trauma before. Sometimes if we're not careful, we will see and treat people based on what happened to us. Even though we're born again believers, even though we've been walking with God, even though we've been loved extravagantly because we don't receive that same love from humans, we will treat people based on how other people have treated us. And we forget that we have to love people based on how we've been loved from the Father and not by people. Whew. That's why we extend the worship a little bit. This might not be easy, but it's going to be good. John three sixteen. how many know it? We're talking about what does love have to do with it? Love has everything to do with it. For God, so what? For God, so what? 
All my Bible readers, for God so what? Love the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You want to know the gospel? This is the gospel. This is the good news. This is how much he loved you that he gave his whole life, take it personal, just for you. How can you advance the kingdom where you don't even love souls enough to tell them how much Jesus loved them? We're talking about advancing the kingdom. You can't advance the kingdom without telling people about Jesus. How many people on the regular basis have you told an unbeliever far from, far from God that Jesus loved them? Watch this. When it wasn't convenient for you. We're talking about extravagant love. What does love got to do with it? Because if you've truly been loved well, you'll tell everybody about this love. Even the neighbor you don't like. Even the neighbor that continue walks on your grass. Even the neighbor that does not understand where that dividing line is and you told them multiple times. Even the neighbor that has a tree coming into your yard and you told them multiple times. They still need to know about Jesus, but the weird part is they, may even, they might not even know you know him. I'm helping somebody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Love your neighbor as you would love yourself. The son, he died for all mankind. Who is the world? Throughout the Bible, the world is used to denote lost people. The world is used to denote that we're talking about people who are far from God. It is an unregenerate sinner. While we were yet sinners, God sent his son into the world to seek and to save, which was lost. Now, God himself is not coming, walking the earth to tell people about him. He created you and put you on this earth, received his love so you could tell other people about him. But are you just taking up space or are you actually living out the love that he gave you? You expect the church to grow. You expect the church to expand some, by some magic wand and people would appear. No, you have to tell some you got to tell somebody that Jesus died for you and Jesus died for them and people need to see how what you mean he died for you what did you do that was so bad that a man had to die for you what's love got to do with it love has in my St. Louis voice everything E-R-R love has everything to do with it because we're not, what we wouldn't even be sitting here is if it wasn't for love. Who is love? Love is a person. Love has a name. Love has a face. Love has a personality. And that person is, is Jesus. Romans 5, 8, but God commanded his love toward us in that while we were sinners. That's the word. It's in a book. Christ died for us. He commanded his love toward us. That while we were sinners, he said, I'm going to die for them anyway. How do you think you got here? How do you think that you're here hearing the word with a convicted heart? How do you think you've been far from God? Now you're close to him and you're sitting at the table with him. It's all because of love. But how dare we not tell anybody else about the same love that we once received? Look at the seat next to you. If there's nobody there, that's your responsibility. Look at the seat next to you. Look at the seat behind you. If there's nobody in it, then it's on you. 
<laughs> we think that Facebook and Instagram is the tool for evangelism, and that's enough. No, that's not enough. It's easy to say, Jesus loves you. Nobody can see you. You don't have to talk to anybody. You don't even have to respond to a comment. But if you've been loved well, we tell people more about an amazing hamburger that we hate. About a restaurant we've gone to. First to the Jesus that changed our lives. I personally think that some of us need to be delivered from past wounds of people that has hurt us. And you need to tell the Lord how much you, I'm sorry, Lord, because I've looked at you in a negative way because they hurt me. Now you're at odds with your neighbor. Now you're at odds and offense with your brother. Even in the church, there are people in the church that have problems with each other. I'm not talking about this church online. Nobody here. Nobody here. There are people who's sitting in the pews that you're bouncing back and forth to other churches because somebody in church hurt you. We're talking about church hurt? Why is it so much emphasized on church? When you get, hey, when you get hurt at H&M, guess what you're going to do? You're going to go back. You'll go back. Maybe you won't go back to the other one, but you'll still shop with them. When we get hurt in the church, we just leave it all together. You know why? They say, we shouldn't have to deal with that in the church. We shouldn't have to deal with being hurt in the church. Why not? We're just people. We're fallible. This is a fallen world. But the problem is, is we, we don't try to get it right with our neighbor. And now because we have conflict with our neighbor, we have conflict with God. Because we say, well, God, how could you let them you mean how could you let him be human? Everybody has a choice, but we're talking about love, hi love hides a multitude of faults. Love keeps no record of wrong. How many people have you kept a record on that's been wrong? I'm coming down your row. I think I'm going to take another hour. I'm coming down. How many people have wronged you? And you're like, they did it again. Let me see. Oh, she said that to me. Oh, they said I couldn't serve because. Oh, oh I did this. Oh, 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 oh. And you're keeping all these records of wrong. That's why you can't really worship because you're so heavy. That's why it's hard to get a prayer, a prayer through because you have so much offense in your heart. That's why it's hard to love your brother and sister because it's not them that you're mad at. It's God that you have a really offense with. I want the church to grow. I want the church to expand. I want the church to blow up. That's why everybody, oh my God, the church, I want the church. I want the church to do this. I want the church. Build your church. Build your church. We're your church. He's trying to build you from the ground up. It's not about the brick and the mortar. It's about the people. He said, I want to build you. I want to build my church. You are his church. And the gates of hell, which he was referring to you, shall not prevail against you. But you have to be able to clean your heart out from the people that have hurt you. The trauma you've experienced, the hurt that you've experienced, the pain that you walked through. And here's the point. I've been hurt by some people. But I know they're people. I recognize that they're people. 
and I don't put them in the same boat as God. That's why he explains to you in the song Reckless Love how amazing and how bethrawn you are with his love. He's trying to tell you, you love people from this place of extravagant love. He's talking about Jesus loved the lost. Luke 4, uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, he says, For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering sight to the blind, to set, a liberty, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. How can you preach to people you don't like? How can you set a captive free if the captive is your boss and you got beef with your boss? You preaching, you preaching, you preaching good. Thank you, Lord, for your confirmation. How can you properly heal the brokenhearted when you yourself has a heart that has not been tended to? He's telling you here in Luke, and they say it again in Isaiah, that he puts up, he puts something on you for somebody. For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to do something so that they can become something. But if you don't allow him to work through you because you have an issue, you yourself need the same grace. Grace is a funny thing. Grace, grace and love and mercy are funny because here it is y'all ready we love to give grace and mercy and forgiveness to people who we think deserve it isn't it funny how Christians say who deserves grace and mercy and who doesn't that's toxic. A lot of the church has become toxic because we see some people and we say they don't deserve grace and mercy. They should be this, they should be that. But oh my friend, when that same need for grace and mercy comes down your road and knocks on your door, you'll be the first to say, oh God, please, I receive your grace, I receive your mercy, but you don't want to give it out. Why? Because at some point we forget that we've been loved so well. Jesus still calls sinners to repent, Peter. So the real question is not whether God loves the lost, people. The real question here is not if God loves the lost. He's not on trial for not loving the lost. He is not being questioned today and he's not on the seat of judgment and a jury to see if he really loves the lost. Friends, the question here today is do you love the lost? He's not on trial. He's proven himself. He died even when we were sinners, Christ died. He's clean. But the question is, do you love the lost like he does? That's the question. Can you be put on the trial of life and be drilled by a lawyer and asking you, how many times did you pass up somebody? How many times did you, not choose, did you choose not to forgive somebody who deserved my forgiveness? What does love got to do with it? Everything. Love has everything to do with how we act, 
with how we share, with how we love, with how we hug, with how we greet, with how we forgive. Love has everything to do. If you don't serve, I'm probably venturing to say you probably don't know that you've been loved much. And if you do know that you've been loved much, you're being selfish with the love that was given to you. Here, pin drop. Oh, this is good. Oh, yeah, 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 this is good. This is good. You shall love your neighbor. You know, the love is so strong. It says, Love them that despitefully use you, love your enemies. How many got an enemy or two? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. It's okay. You don't know you have them. Love them that despitefully use you, that do you wrong on purpose. You know how we do. I can love them from a distance. As long as we don't have to talk, I love them unconditionally. But what happens when God calls you to get up close with a person? Watch this. A lot of times, God will put what you need in something, or in, in something that you don't really like much. Let me say it this way. God will put a key to your life in a person that you don't really like that much. He, that's why he says, love your enemies. You know, people say, I'm going to love you just so I can get to heaven. That's it. That, that's the only reason. You did me wrong. You talked about me. And I know you did. And the only reason that I'm not climbing you like a tree because I got to love you. You might as well climb like a tree. You get to love them. It is an expression of God's love in the earth that we get to love people who despitefully use us. You know, I'm calling, I'm making a call right now to those who have been hurt, to those who have been offended, to those who have had challenges with people, and you've been hurt by people in your family, you've been hurt by people in the church, you've been hurt by people at work, and you have not walked in forgiveness with those people, this is for you. This is for me. We're talking about advancing the church. We're talking about adding to the church. Do you know when we talk about adding to the church, that means adding people. You know, I love y'all. <laughs> I pray you love me. I love those that are online. But I don't want to see y'all every Sunday. The same people. I know I'm not by myself. But that's fine. I want to see some people like, I don't really know your name. When? Now, how did you hear about this place? I don't want to. I want to see some people that are outside on the parking lot smoking a cigarette. I don't, you don't think you like that one. I don't think you like, they shouldn't be smoking at the church. I want to see some people who let a curse word fly out every now and then on the parking lot. Oh, I hit a good spot. I, I hit a real good spot. Why would you say that, Pastor? This is just for Christians? This is a Christian club? We're a club. This is a Christian fraternity. We talk the same. We walk the same. We worship the same. This is not a place for broken people. 
to see people who are walking in this church that don't smell like you, that don't look like you, that don't dress like you, that wear their pants maybe tighter than mine, with more holes in them, whatever the case may be. I want to see people who are far from God come to know God, but the only way that will happen if we give the love that we've been given. I want to see it. You should want to see it too. Talk about advancing the kingdom. We're talking about loving people. That is being in the kingdom. If you do not love people, you do not know God. I didn't say that. That's in here. If you don't love God, you don't know what love is. If you don't know real love or you cannot give real love, then how can you say you know God? You see that section over there? That section over there? It's it's a lot of people here. It's a nice amount of people here. But I want to see people, and I know you want to see people that we've never, ever seen before. And it's not enough to be like, hey, come go to church with me. Bye. Love, watch this, is inconveniencing yourself for somebody who may never accept your invitation. It's inconvenient, going out of your way. What can I do to show them how much Jesus loves them? How can I show them through the, this human love? How can I allow them to feel a supernatural love? We have the greatest example that he gave himself. See, what us, we'll ask somebody, well, they said no. I tried. I try. It's COVID. I'm not picking nobody up in my car. I'm not telling you to do that. But send them some money for an Uber. Let them deal with COVID. Tell people, hey, let's go eat. I got you. I'm going to bless you. Whatever you got to do to get somebody to get in this room and hear about a man who died for their sins. That's the goal. And then they receive the prize. What is this prize? Oh my God, this is his love. This is the love that you were telling me about. But you know one of the things that I've noticed? People are shocked that when they get to church and receive this love, oh my goodness. I've never seen this kind of love before. But they know you. Why haven't they seen this kind of love before? You know, we get caught in our day-to-day, we get caught in our comings and our goings, and we forget about lost people. We forget about that we are not the, we are not the people anymore, meaning we are not the people that Christ died for any longer. We've been, the Bible says, adopted in. How many orphans are there that don't even know that there's a big adoption going on? But we okay because we got a daddy. We got a family now. How many people do not have this same family? There is a God. Pastor Tom, you can come back. There is a God who is interested in loving on messy people. There is a people who have been called out from among them and been separate. So now we come, you know what church is for? So we can come and get our information. So we can come and get filled with the presence of God. So we can come and get filled with his love. So then we can go out and do the same thing. 
But I said this before. Have you ever, you watch football here? Yes? Raise your hand if you watch football. Have you ever seen a game? You've ever seen a game? Somebody said, Go Bears. I don't even know what, I don't even know what that's about. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what that's about. Poor Bears. Let's pray for the Bears. Father, we thank you <laughs> that you, they would experience your love. What if you went to a football game and watched one? And the, foot, the team got in the huddle. The huddle was just to go, hey, here's the play. We're going to do this. 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 Break. And at the end of the huddle, when they broke, they all went and sat on the bench. What would you think about that? You're like, maybe this is a trick play. It's got to be a trick play. They're like, okay. Tampa Bay. Praise God for Tampa Bay. Book, uh, uh, Brady. Bless Brady in Jesus' name. They're in the huddle. And Big Gronk is standing there. And God bless A.B. Pray for, yep. Everybody's standing there. And they're like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to move. Boom. Break. And everybody went and just sat down. Can you imagine what the opposing team would be like? Man, what's going on here? All the fans are like, what's happening at this game? This is the weirdest game I this is our Sunday morning gatherings all over the world. <laughs> Sunday mornings, this is our huddle. This is our huddle. This is where we talk about the play. This is where we practice. This is where we exercise. This is where we get all the information we need. This is where we get all the energy we need. This is where we receive from God. This is where we receive from the presence. We sing songs that we love. Lift our hands a little bit. We go in prayer. We kneel down. We run around. We do all we got to do. We pay our tithe. We pay our offering. We lift our hands. We open our mouth. We jump up and down. We run around. We shake hands in the lobby. We go meet in 103 for missions. We do everything that's required of us in our organization, in our organization, in our clique, in our church group. But when we leave, the play is over and we go home and we sit on the bench. know too much to do nothing. We're here every week. We show up every week and we receive a love that is unmatched. We receive an unprecedented love from the Father. We receive it and then when we go home, we just look for, we look forward to our next practice. We look forward to our next opportunity to show up but that's not the point this is all about it don't forsake to assemble yourself with the people of God that's all about it but what he's really about is lost people who his heart really beats for is people who are far from him yesterday we had an opportunity to go out to Quincy Yesterday we had a group of people. We talked about it at church. We've announced it several times. But we had a group of people show. It was about 12 people or so. 12 is a good number, I think. We went door to door in Quincy. You know what happened when we opened those, knocked on those doors? We had people inviting people in their house. Come in. People said, we've been praying for this. People say we've been wanting something new here. 
These are people far from God. We were walking in the worst neighborhood in Quincy. And you had people giving us money because they were like, thank you for coming. Because nobody shows up. They're giving us donations because nobody shows up in their area. Police, they only go when they have to. But they're left alone and they don't know how much God loves them. How do you feel knowing that there is a world under your nose that does not know the same love that you know about? How do you feel knowing that there are opportunities to tell people about Jesus, but you create other opportunities so you don't have to tell people about Jesus? You know why? Because you're uncomfortable. I get it. It's uneasy sometimes sharing your faith, but I tell you this, People are going to hell because we're nervous. People are going to hell because we're uncomfortable sharing our hearts about a man who died for us. Can I tell you, it's worth my discomfort. Going up to a house that from afar, you're like, I would never go to that house. I would never drive up to that house. Going through a neighborhood that you probably would go a detour so you wouldn't have to go through. But oh God, the way that we stormed that area in the cold. Cold. Let me say it again. Cold. But my God, the reward. The reward to know that when we left, there was somebody who was looking at a flyer and saying, welcome home. What? What is home? What is that? Can we pray for you? Of course. People that have families who have sons that have been incarcerated. Kids keep coming out the house. How many kids are in that house? One, two, three. They just kept coming. They said, we're telling our sisters, we're telling our cousins, we're telling everybody. All it takes is one woman at the well moment, come see a man who, you go story, come see a man who knows all about me. You know what Jesus did? It wasn't even customary, it wasn't even in the schedule to go through Samaria because Jews never went to them. But he inconvenienced himself for the sake of one woman who will in turn touch a whole community. That's love. I'm busy. I got other things to do, but it's worth the soul. We went. And God touched us while he was touching them. We go back again next Saturday. We were knocking on those doors. And my wife and I, we were going to the doors. And we were knocking on the doors and people would talk to us through the peephole. Hello, hey. Hey, my name is Isaiah. This is my wife, Kelly. And we are a church in Tallahassee called All Nations. And we're, we're doing the outreach and we're loving on the community. We're having a night of worship right here. A night of worship? What? They're coming outside? We've been praying for that. We need something here. We're going back next week. You know what we're doing next week? 
you know what this church is doing? We partner with a gas station in Quincy. And we're blessing people with gas in that area. And when they pull up to the pump, we're going to swipe their car and we're going to blast them with the Holy Ghost and we're going to give them the love of Jesus and we're going to say, hey, we'll see you tomorrow night. That's what our church is doing. If it's the same 12, so be it. But there's a world that's waiting on us to do what God has called us to do. Yeah, we have our own problems. I get it. We get it. We got bills. We got life. We got sick ones. We got loved ones who are hurting. But man, man, to be able to step aside and inconvenience yourself for a person who's far from Jesus so you can have that same experience that the woman at the well. Hey guys, come see a man who he knows everything about me. You know, we went to the theater last weekend. We began to pray in there and the guy at the theater said, can I pray too? The worker? God's doing something? And I told him, I said, hey, online. I said, you're welcome to pray. But I must tell you, we speak in tongues here, brother. <laughs> we believe in the whole thing. He was like, I don't care. I want to pray too. And he prayed too. And he prayed by himself too. I'm telling you, God is up to something. I accidentally met with the city manager, the mayor of Quincy. She's spirit-filled. She began speaking in tongues. She said, whatever you need, whatever you want to do, you got my full support. You can't tell me that you can't step out into what God is doing and begin to see the favor of God on a situation. I can't make this stuff up. So many other things that happened yesterday, I can't tell you because other people may be watching. But if you want to know more testimonies, talk to them. How many went to Quincy yesterday? Raise your hand if you're here. Raise your hand, raise your hand. Go to these people. I think there's some other people here. Go to these people and ask, what happened? What happened? They'll tell you what happened. We were walking through that area like, man, we are, we give, we got G, we ain't scared of nothing. Sister Cat, look Cat, stand up, Cat. You see how small she is? She's just going off the doors. She was like, Jesus loves you. People, people, her kids were going up. You know, I don't have a babysitter. Bring your babies. Her two, their two kids, they were like, we're ready. They're putting stuff in car doors and knocking on people's doors. People don't turn down a kid. We're talking about loving people. Next Saturday, 12 o'clock, we're going to be at the Inland Gas Station on Jefferson and Quincy giving gas to the community. We're going to make signs, free gas here. The more people come, the more people we're going to blast and love on and walk through. We still have place. We couldn't cover everything because we didn't have enough people. But this Saturday, I believe we're going to have more people. And I believe God is going to do some amazing things. And guess what? It's just not about Quincy. We're talking about Tallahassee. We're going to do stuff here. You need to do stuff in your neighborhood. You, actually, you need to tell your neighbor that you're a Christian. They might not even know. Knock on the door. 
and say, hey, I just want to say, anything I can do to serve you, anything? Try it. Each one, reach one. You're a co- co-worker? Say, hey, I'm going to Starbucks. You, you want me to? The one you don't like, they probably going to have to check in. It's because they don't trust you. But we're about advancing the kingdom with the love of Jesus. Hey, I see it in my spirit. I see it in my heart that there's no room here, that there's standing room only with lost people. With lo- and it's a revolving door. People come in, they get built up, they get taught, and we send them out and we make more room for more people. They get raised up, they get taught in missions and serving and ushering and hospitality. We open the door, they send them out the back, they go get more people, and we just keep them coming, and we keep them coming. And the only way that's going to happen, if we keep them coming, you got to go get some more. And then they're going to go get some more and it's going to be a revolving door that is how we advance the kingdom and you know the beautiful way about doing it it really starts to advance once we leave here and you go home and you go to the restaurants and you're not rude to your waiters you're not mean to those people tell them hey man you know you're doing an amazing job even if they are they say you know you're doing God loves you and he has a plan for your life. Do you know what that will do to somebody? Hey, I just want to tell you, listen, man, you may, I don't know if you're having a hard day, but I just want to tell you that God really loves you and he has a plan for your life and I'm believing you. What does that take? What does that really take? Let's stand to our feet. I believe today that something was deposited in us. That this extravagant love. Maybe you're here today, all eyes closed, and you're here today, you're just like, man, I didn't really know that God loved me that much. I didn't know that when I was a sinner, he died for me. I didn't know that he died on the cross, and all these things happened for me, and you came today, and you're like, you know what? <clears throat> I'm far from God, and I need Jesus in my life. And I cannot live my life without him. I need him. And today I'm making a decision. And this is not for people. If you come up here already and you've given your life to Christ, amazing. But this is for first timers to say, you know what? I've not confessed with my mouth and believed in my heart. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. And you're ready to turn your life over to Jesus for good today. And you're tired of the way you've been living on the count of three. Just raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand. If that's you, you're here and you say, I want to give my heart to the Lord Raise it high. So I want to give my heart to the Lord today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Look, that's great. We don't have any hands because we're all room full of Christians. I want to see a time where we got hands. 20, 30 hands going up because we're not preaching to the choir. We're preaching to people that need Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what? <clears throat> I want to begin to express this extravagant love. I want to be able to go out and share the gospel. I want people to know the love that I've experienced, but I'm nervous. I'm a little uneasy. Maybe I have some hurts that I need to get over. Or maybe I need some hurts I need to deal with some trauma that's not helping me love my neighbor. That's enabling me uh, <clears throat> from, from giving that same love out. And you're like, I want to go out. I want to share the gospel, but I'm nervous. And you say today, you know what? I want to break that nerve. I want to walk into some boldness. I want to walk into a level of healing that I'm able to tell people about this same love I experienced. If that's you, just lift your hands right now. I want to share the gospel. I see you. 
I see those hands. You say, you know, I want to get out. I want to get myself uncomfortable and start sharing my faith. I want to do that. I'm not going to call you up. We're just going to pray from here. Father, I thank you right now for every person who has their hand up. I pray that you release the spirit of boldness right now in Jesus' name. We're talking about what's love, how to do it. It has everything to do with it because when we were in our seeing, you died for us when you did not have to. And give us a heart for people. Give us a burden for the lost people just like you have. Father, we ask right now that you do a quick work in our hearts, that we're able to be healed from the traumas and past traumas and things we've walked through, hurt that we've experienced. And Father, we thank you that we're no longer blaming you for what someone did to us. Father, we're opening our hearts up to be able to love completely. Love keeps no record of wrong. Father, right now we release people. We release people that have hurt us and have brought us pain. And we step fully into the love that you have so beautifully carved out for us. And we ask that today, from this point on, you give us an overwhelming love for your people. From waiters, to mechanics, to co-workers, to neighbors, to friends, to family. Let us be so overwhelmed with love for lost people that we can no longer contain it. We give this prayer to you and we give this service to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, just take a seat for a second. Dr. D, you have an announcement today. Miss Marcia, just grab that microphone right there. Thank you for joining us online. Hang out with us for one second. You can come on up. Just grab it. I'll turn it on for you. You come up here. Come on. Here you go. I'll turn it on for you. Come on. Clap your hands for Miss Marcia. Come on, I got you. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. What a wonderful Father we have. And thank God for the anointing in this house. Amen. That God has chose us to be his instrument. Amen. We thank the Lord. So on behalf of Dr. Edith Davis, um, I want you all to be aware that we have a prayer circle. And uh, we go out to the Capitol, the old Capitol, the first Sunday at 3.30 p.m., and we just would like to extend as we're building the kingdom of God, amen, under the commandment of the Lord, that you also be encouraged to join us for the prayer circle, and that will be uh, 3.30 p.m. You can contact Dr. Edith Davis and uh, either the website or a phone number, 816-678-6838. To God be the glory. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hey, you all can stand right now. Pray a blessing over you. How y'all doing? I just want to disturb you just for a quick second. Hey, if you signed up to volunteer to help in Quincy with a setup team, hey, be on the lookout for an email or text message this week. Mm -hmm. This week, um, listen to me. Hey, we got a lot to do out there, and we need you. 
We need all hands on deck. Then I tell you, people are hungry in Quincy for us to come. Can I say People are hungry for us to come. So we need you. We need your loving faces. We need your smiling faces. And we need God's presence to show up like, they, like it does in all nations every Sunday. Amen. So be on the lookout if you signed up. If you didn't sign up, hey, see me, Tom, Isaiah, get plugged in. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, um, next thing here, just a couple of things. February the 6th is called a partner push. Everybody say partner push. We call you our partners. We cannot do anything without you can't do anything without you and because of you we've been able to do so many things our partner push will happen right here in the um, in the main street so every person who's over a space in the church from children to youth hospitality parking lot ministry whatever ministry we have I know there's a lot of new people here we'll have all of our people there with tables and next on the sixth um, you'll be able to go out and get acquainted, sign up for areas that you want to serve in. We'll have security. Any area, security will be there. Everybody can't do security. Come on, somebody. But it'll be a certain group of people. But every person who's over a ministry will be represented in Main Street. And you'll have the opportunity to go see, talk to those people, sign up for areas to serve. Because you are partners. We need you. February 13th. Everybody say February 13th baptism we're baptizing some people we haven't done it in a while it's an exciting time and I know there's a lot of people here you've given your life to Christ within the last few months or maybe in the last year and you're like hey I'm ready to take this a little bit further we're baptizing people we're not gonna hold you long just a 10 minute push down and you're up but no we're not gonna hold you long uh, yeah if you need it I don't know we're not gonna hold you long but sign up, go on Church Center. If you have the app, download Church Center. Let me say this again. Download Church Center. One more time, because people are like, I didn't, I didn't hear they didn't talk about it. Download Church Center and just follow the directions from there and you can sign up to be baptized on February the 13th. We have t-shirts for you, it's gonna be an amazing time. Please sign up, because um, I'm gonna be the one baptizing you and I can't wait to, to be a part of your story. And again, um, Room 103, right after church. Any man that's, that's interested in going on that mission trip, please be there. Again, February 6th is our partner uh, push. And on the 13th is Baptism Church Center. Download it. Follow the instructions from there. Let's lift our hands so we can pray. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Father, we thank you and we ask for opportunities this week to share your love share your hope, to share your peace with people. We ask right now that you create moments that we cannot get out of. Give us awkward moments that we're stuck in the, well, we're, we're stuck in a place with the person and that we have to share the gospel with somebody. We have to not just give them an invite, but engage in conversation and share love. And help us as we go through this week, help us to actually feel the burden for lost people. And we thank you for the testimonies that have come from it. In Jesus' name, let everyone shout. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow, Monday. Prayer, hug, I mean, air hug, high five, whatever you got to do. Have an amazing week. God bless you made it to the end of the message and now what is God leading you to make a change 
Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.